Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because... I'm a woman. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We um we were going to be back last week, um, but we are so committed to this podcast that we did a dress rehearsal, um, and had a little run through just to get ourselves back in the groove. So this one should be a belter. <laughs> I mean, so many people have been crying out, where's the pod? Where's the pod? Um, I, I literally can't. I can't walk down the street without people coming up. <laughs> like, what am I going to listen to on my commute? And I'm like, guys, guys, give us time. We'll be back. Um, but we have had a summer off, so to speak and uh we've had a slightly delayed start to the season we've all you know different things going on my sister's been quite unwell um and nolly has got a wedding to plan and bridezilla <laughs> is here welcome <laughs> here to the pod guys she it's um, over a second right loads of my friends have been saying oh how's bridezilla getting on blah 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 and i'm like all of my friends are the people that are becoming bridezilla's on my behalf you are included in that yeah, i know that. um i, I... Actually, i'm going to interrupt you and tell you about the conversation that i had with my pt the other day where i had oh, the bike dropping in about your pt what? Uh, more on that later um i was so concerned about the fact that you are so lackadaisical about all of this and it for me is very concerning and very worrying and she was like i can tell that you are very worried i was like yes i am I am. I've offered to book wedding dress shopping. She won't have any of it. So, you know, and she's not the only person who's had to listen to me and my concerns. So perhaps maybe I'm glad that we've got an open forum for me to be able to tell you that you need to be a bit more of a bridezilla. Well, that won't happen. Um, but it was lovely news um, when uh, Simone asked me. Um, and yeah, and then... Like basically the summer has been madness. I became an official auntie. So I'm an auntie to some other children that are not children now, but I still call them and behave like they're my children. Um, 
and yeah no my brother Joe and Lucy had a beautiful baby girl Ava May um I don't know what it is it's like I'm you know I'm sure anyone listening to this that has got um you know blood nieces or nephews it's something it's something so special um so yeah so that's been cool and then yeah having a little adventure to the highlands as well if uh you haven't already caught up on my instagram nolly is literally monica of the glen if you uh, follow her on instagram now oh far, far further north than monica the glen she is, she is gilly. <laughs> that's what she is nolly the gilly um i don't know if you've ever seen the film uh, mrs brown about queen victoria um but Billy Connolly's character is what Nolly has now transformed herself into. So um, there you go, everyone. Um, what else? But Waterman. But water. We um, we also went to the Summer Social in Richmond, and Nolly coached the uh, the Cavaliers. I am very pleased to announce that I have now got a full time role in the management team. Um, I was there in a kind of intern um kind of situation for that that series that sevens uh foray uh, i was uh, the entertainment and media facilitator but after putting in such a strong performance i have been promoted by my boss simone to um, an executive and i will be joining the team in rotterdam next year as they go on to uh, try and defend their crown at the world police and fire games and i for one i'm incredibly excited about the opportunity yeah because it's full of servicemen <laughs> i will You're say and i i absolutely hate to say this um it was in- incredibly special being involved in it because the boys are all amazing but watching my little yellow raisin coaching was just amazing like you are so so good they love you it's astonishing to watch the impact that you can have and you know somebody said to me this week you know do you think nolly would take the whales job if they offered it to her and i said i'd be very happy with it so you know well if I, if I did take if I did take the Wales women's job then I probably wouldn't be able to go to Rotterdam which um is obviously already in the diary and wouldn't be missed but um you know what that that whole week was brilliant um having them over staying in Teddington I think you know just being back there having lived there for nearly four years and moving away in February was weird in itself but it's such a great place and uh yeah big shout out to Teddington RFC who stepped in last minute to provide their facilities for us um we also went to Roslyn Park and Holly Hamill who owns Tio CrossFit smashed the boys (laughs) um it's a wicked facility actually so anyone that is in and around southwest London who wants to go and vom on yourself please get in touch with uh, Tio (laughs) um yeah, in fact, you know what? It's really interesting because you find out a lot about players when they go into their pain cave. And I was really surprised who who completely lost it, who, you know, carried on. And it was all about teamwork and, and everything. Um, they hated me at the time, but yeah, I think it was definitely worth it. And then, yeah, to do our uh, Cavaliers Olympico get them the fact that they'd never done apple bobbing or um and the techniques that were on show were terrifying genuinely (laughs) terrifying um my favorite thing about it is that nolly and simone together put a huge amount of effort into um 
values and heart and culture around a team and by no means did the boys overlook that or not appreciate it but Nolly had decided that the kind of motto for the group for the week was going to be as one which unfortunately the boys had read as azone which I would later find out sounds like the Italian word for bumhole so <laughs> we've now gone as well as a group to just saying azone instead of so it it has the kind of cultural value of as one but we all now pronounce it as azone <laughs> you know talking about that like it's so funny so when we were at this the the um the tournament you know what massive shout out to rob um who uh looked after us don't forget ed yeah and ed sorry um who the week the the year before had provided us with a place because it's all self-funded with the cavaliers and they looked after us and they they honored that which was amazing I couldn't believe what they had managed to achieve, given the fact that it was like four seconds after COVID being um, like unlocked, like uh, people being allowed out. And they literally did the best job of um, a tournament. And I know that you've been there previously as Rugby Rocks being a pest and you were an equal pest um, that night. I loved but it. I loved Sunshine, every minute of it. Sevens, the fact I put them in the elite tournament. Um, so they got to play against like all of the elite teams. Um, you know, and to win a game as well in that tournament and to get through to the plate final was absolutely class. Um, One thing I will say about it is you've mentioned, I would call it the three S's and you've only mentioned two of them. It was sunshine, sevens and singles. Good Lord. There were a lot of people there who had been locked up for 18 months (laughs) and were they trying to make up for lost time? And you know what? I loved it. There was a lot of peacocking. There was a lot of people in short shorts uh just nailing the beers and I absolutely loved it I loved every second of it yeah it did take me back to my mid-20s when I used to do a lot all the sevens tours which unfortunately now was over a decade ago um so yeah feeling slightly old in that area but just talking about um Italian language uh so when we were in the I think either the plate semi or the final and Mattia got the ball, our quick boy. Um, he was sprinting down the wing and we would either call Forza, which is go, you know, andiamo, um, or die, which is go, 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 you know? And so I chose the last word. So I basically was screaming, die, die, die on the side of the field. And then uh, the boys in the, um, in the dugout next to me, like were looking at me as if I was like basically shouting to die to um, one of their players, but um, one of my players. But um, I obviously explained <laughs> that it was just meant to like go and you know, well done. Keep them on. <laughs> well, we have to say, grazie, ragazzi. Um, thank you to the boys for the week because it was amazing. Um, before we move on to rugby matters closer to home, um, any other business, any work business, any? I, I know that. You're dying to hear about my new fitness and health regime. Um, to be honest, um, not really. I, uh, I mean, obviously, I've without any podcast, I've been pining all week. Um, yeah, not been able to go out the house, feeling pretty lonely, um, not seeing your big eyeballs on my screen. Well, you know what? I I've saved this to tell you on the pod tomorrow. I'm going for a laser eye consultation. No. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm absolutely terrified. My mum's going to come with me, um, but I'm going to go and find out if, in fact, the peepers can be fixed up and the glasses can be no more. I feel 30 years of wearing glasses perhaps is enough for, for someone of my modest years. Um, so, yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. Can the peepers be fixed? No more milk bottles. Um, although I feel like a laser the size of the shard is going to need to be uh, worked on your eyeballs because they're so gigantic. Um, although I can I just say you've complimented me on my coaching. I will compliment you. Um, in lockdown, you decided you got on your new watch and the priority was your tan lines. Um, you also did a number of steps and I was impressed actually by the number of steps, but you have gone to new levels. You have exceeded um, fitness extremes that I never thought you would go to. Um, and you in fact delayed the podcast today um, because you went to a class at the gym. Okay. So firstly, you know go on. Uh, firstly, how was the class? And secondly, um, how's your hand from standing on your own hand? Um, it was just my index finger and it's really sore and my nails going purple. Um, I will say the class is kind of, it's been the kind of second phase of my fitness journey. So on at the end of July, I decided that I wanted to lose some weight. Um, I can't say that for me, there's ever like looking in the mirror and being unhappy because you know, I'm incredibly sexy at any size, but I had decided that I just wanted to, to lose some timber. So I had my first personal training session with former Wales scrum half Laura Prosser on the 28th of July. And I've been seeing her a couple of times a week since then, been doing some boot camps. Um, I've got the old My Fitness Pal going on, logging the old calories. And I've now joined a gym and doing classes at the gym as well. And Hang I'm on. And you've down. And also, well, which is amazing. So firstly, congratulations. Secondly, I forgot to mention, you've also, for the first day today, had a protein shake as well, haven't uh, you? It's the first day, actually. I've now had three. I've had three. Um, it's clear protein, so it's not like the milky ones, because I don't like that. It's more like squash. So today I had peach tea. Yesterday I had grape. And then... On Friday, I had like tutti frutti or something. Um, they're actually quite pleasant, but I was Where'd quite. Where you get them? I got them from my protein, and I use Fleeto's discount code. Oh, cheesy! Um, but work. I just think you know, it's only a matter of time before I become a fitness influencer, and you can put <laughs> LJJ thirty five in at the checkout to get an additional thirty five percent off. Well, what so, is what is her discount? Thirty five. 35% off. Yeah, absolute dream. I got some leggings. I got a sports bra. I got a t-shirt, which is like slashed to the waist. So I don't know when I'm going to wear that because no one wants to see my rolls. Um, I got some protein um, and they threw in a protein shaker. So I'm I'm good to go. I'm very much all the gear, no idea. But, you know, it's it's a work in progress. And I'm going to Mexico in 97 days. So... <laughs> There's certainly a feeling of jeopardy about this now. Please, can you do some um, in your new my protein stuff? Can you could you maybe do some uh, different versions of the photographs that Fleete does? Oh, definitely. Do you know what? <laughs> I would I would say that um, 
we we're starting to look very similar in fact people are going to struggle to tell who's who what with the enthusiasm for scrunchies and the um burgeoning six pack that i have um you know people are going to be like are you are you Fleeto's big sister so it's only a matter of time i am still convinced that i don't produce endorphins <laughs> why yeah, convinced because people keep going to me uh, now that you're like doing it and you're enjoying it and you know I'm I'm what kind of 10 weeks into this now whatever people are like are you starting to like really feel that buzz at no point after I've exercised do I feel good but I'm starting to see some results which is like helping me through it but I never feel good about this I I do not enjoy a minute of it but I'm doing it I'm powering through um I do I think there is one other little story about your fitness uh, journey that you need to share when you last week were so excited to get back for the rugby and um, you misplaced something, didn't you? And uh, unfortunately you couldn't help, you couldn't help find the thing that you'd misplaced. Oh, so basically I did boot camp last Saturday morning and was like, at the end I was like bye girls see you next Saturday I want to get home for the uh Bledisloe game like stop was it Bledisloe no it wasn't it was it was 100th 100th South Africa New Zealand or 100 years whatever so I like sprint off to the car get to the car expecting my glasses to be in the cup holder and they weren't so I was like right were my glasses in my pocket so they're now not in my pocket I start panicking. I go into full on panic mode because I can't see without my glasses. I can't drive without them. Uh, so I ring Pross and I'm like, I've, I've lost my glasses. Luckily, she doubles back to help me look for them because if she hadn't, I would still be on my hands and knees at Cosmos <laughs> right now. And she, and she told this to everybody this weekend. Boot camp that, and then she was like, I found them. They're there. And I was like, where? She was like, there. I was like, where? She was like, there. My year, my year, just I, there. I was like, where? She was like, they're about six inches in front of your foot. I couldn't see them. So yeah, that was eventful. And again, another reason why I'm going to find out if I can have the the peepers lasered. So, jeez, you are taking this fitness journey to next levels. Well, I'm impressed. Thank you. Um, should we talk about other things that we've been impressed by? You know what? Just talking, just quickly before we get into all of the other stuff that's been going on rugby wise. Yeah tuned into the second half of all black south africa at the weekend and uh what a game what a game um i will say it was amazing to hear swaney as lead comms Love that. um yeah he was class um fully matched the energy of the game like his um the way he describes stuff is brilliant like, i love it and i don't know who the co-commentators are <clears throat> so i'm gonna so which is in a in a way good but but Whenever I listen to games now, obviously, with commentary being the work I do, I always listen and think, hear like little comments they make or words they use for description. And I've got a little book that I write them down in. Um, but I must admit, I, I was really disappointed with how bloody moany and like disrespectful they were for the vast majority of the second half towards um, the referee who was... Uh, Carly. Carly. Yeah, Matt Carly. I'm not quite sure who the TMO was. And one of them was a Kiwi, and he did kind of joke about the fact that, oh, you know, being a Kiwi, like they kept getting, like they got Andrew turned over Britton. straight down. 
it, Andrew Mertens was the Kiwi in the box. And it, I can't remember. It wasn't Kaif who was the Aussie, but Mertz was the Kiwi. It just, I, I put out a tweet actually. And interestingly, Jiffy replied and was like, oh, I don't agree with you um, because he was talking about a specific moment. So I, I went back and read my tweet and it sounded like I'd specifically talked about one moment, but it yeah. was continuous. It was continuous through the whole game. And it's a really good learning point for me because I think sometimes as a, as a commentator or an analyst, you critically analyze. And, um, and he was saying, you know, they're being honest as ex-players. And then he put at the end, hope you're well, kiss, kiss, which was really lush. When I read that, I was like, that is like, so jiffy all over like I'm I do you know what I'm gonna go back to Nolly on this but at the same time I want Nolly to know that I'm still such a nice man that I'm a friend, friend. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it was really interesting I got loads of replies about it and um and I don't know it was just a it was an interesting one because I've never and I won't really comment on commentators and stuff now because I know how hard that job is it's awful but um I just I just couldn't get over how much negativity they brought to the game when they really didn't need to, because it was an amazing, epic battle on the field and a fair play to, to Sia and the boys. And I know you said before we started recording about Sia's book, I think it's just been oh, released. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, what are you doing? Um, but I retweeted <laughs> it yesterday. So my Twitter's Miss LJJ. I retweeted it yesterday. There's some excerpts have been printed from Sia's book and I, I they stop you in your tracks they stop you in your tracks it's we're all aware that he has um come from I don't want to say humble beginnings because that sounds like it's really romanticizing what he's come from it it's astonishing it's absolutely astonishing and and quite painful and yeah really um mind-blowing and I can't wait to read the book despite the fact that having read those excerpts it's obviously going to be a very difficult read but mm. what an incredible incredible individual and you know what I have to say like I'm not the biggest fan of the way that the Springboks are playing rugby at the moment I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of their off-field stuff the way that perhaps their coaching team have conducted themselves over recent times I, I don't find them the most kind of their style of rugby the most positive thing for the global game but you cannot help but respect that man. And wow, just, I would urge everyone to go and read those excerpts and, and pre-order that book because I think mm -hmm. it's going to be, I actually think it'll probably be quite an important um, piece of work in the context of global rugby. And you'd hope that it will be something that kind of um, supersedes rugby and, and, and gets attention from sports fans and other sports. I, I'm a big reader of sports books um, more non-rugby than rugby and books like Agassiz Open I think are really important to understand like athlete psyche um, so I'd hope that that other sports and other athletes and other fans of other sports read Sears book because I think it's going to be one for the ages I can't wait um well I mean are you getting paid are you part of his publicist team or <laughs> um you know what I've met him a few times through various different things and uh he's class actually as a human being how he interviews and how he is and you know how you know humbly is that's him like that's genuinely him um but just talking about another South African who I chatted to recently online um Babawa Lacha um who is the well she 
she was the South African women's captain. Um, they're touring and I don't know whether she'll get the captain's armband. She's a prop. Um, she's the first woman to be a professional. Um, she's signed with a, uh, a team over in Europe, but trains over in South Africa. Um, and she's a she's an ambassador for Lorius now and she's an unbelievable, like unbelievable woman. Um, Elma Schmidt did a, an interview with her um, for World Rugby and they started off and they wanted to do it at Babawa's house. So they went there um, and the first time they went there because they wanted to show kind of what it was about and they actually had all of their equipment stolen. So they got robbed, um, which was um, like horrendous, um, which luckily everyone was okay. And, you know, talking to Babawa, she, you know, she kind of, and, and Elmer as well, it kind of emphasized that's how hard a place she's from. And, you know, and I think she's, um, I'm pretty sure she's a qualified lawyer. She's just finished her degree. Um, she, she's, she's an amazing, amazing woman. Um, and uh, yeah, another person that's with an incredible inspirational story. She does loads around period poverty over in South Africa. Um, and yeah, if you if you want someone to follow on Instagram, she's cool actually, because she does a whole load of um, videos on her training. And as a front rower, um, you know, it, I think it's great to see like her body shape and her size and what she's doing. And uh, I know, well, I'm pretty you sure she be... my fitness journey to that of the body of a prop. I'll be really upset. And I mean that in no offensive way to any props who listen to this, but you are going to try and have that. a dig at me because of my performance on the scrummaging machine at the rugby museum, which we thought I'd done really well. And then it turned out I was on the kids one. And also I've lost 10 pounds. Hang on, mate. That is ultimate. Like, weird anxiety that I'm going to take the miss, mick out of you because although it has reminded me so one go and follow Babel Latcher she will be touring with South Africa they're playing Barbarians in a historic fixture amazing yeah absolutely amazing there's also a South African player that signed for Exeter and I'm really sorry I don't know her name um, but she's come over which is amazing first South African woman in the premiership which women's premiership so we'll talk about that um but just quickly going back to World Rugby Museum, I completely forgot that was part of our week with the Cavaliers. One, you did amazing scrummaging on the under fives machine, um, even though under they don't 12, scrummage. Actually, it was under 12s. Yeah, well, under fives don't scrummage. I don't even think they do contact. No, they don't. It's under eights. Um, but like big, big shout out to the World Rugby Museum for, for allowing us to come on in. And I think, it, I mean, it got a bit embarrassing by the end because there's quite a few photographs of me. And I think the boys all thought that I got to take yeah, them you, there. Um, you, were really, gonna... <laughs> you were really embarrassed, weren't you? You're really hating life when you beat the boys on that reaction thing. That Best thing, best thing. I absolutely love it with... Um, I can't remember the name of it now, where the lights come on and you whack them out. And I pride myself in being pretty good. I I went to an arcade with my friend Pat from uni and um, it unfortunately, like I kept, I kept beating my top score. So I kept winning all of these oh. tokens. <laughs> Your life's so hard, Holly. They put my photograph next to it as if it's literally, I'm going to go back there. I'm going to go back there just to try and beat it. But the boys were a bit embarrassed because it did take them a fair amount of time to get to what the point they where they did score. They, I think no, they did, they did, they, get, they got there in the end. Oh, I thought we had someone level you, but I didn't think anyone actually beat you. Mm, maybe. Anyway, but. Selling a little? 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Should we go back to rugby? Let's talk about Premier 15s. Bristol, four from four, top of the log. Flying high, the Bears. Do Bears fly? These Bears are flying. Um, <laughs> it's been an interesting start, actually, isn't it? The, the kind of first few weeks, if you look at the table on the surface... Loughborough are one from four but the context of that is that there's no scars they've lost players to the sevens um there's been a number of absences from their normal or, or the team that would have been their playoff team last year yeah like like the Scottish girls are over at world the world cup qualifiers also Rona Lloyd um has signed and moved over to uh, play in France which I think is awesome yeah. I know Jay I think there's like a bit of a Scottish link because Jay Conkle had done that um, a couple of I years ago before she did when they first formed those pro contracts they went and played over at Montpellier yeah. which I think is brilliant and I think it's great for for Rona wonderful wonderful girl um, and oh my god in the World Cup qualifier she scored an absolute belter crossfield from uh, Helen Nelson and uh, dotted it down. Like, unbelievable. Um, we'll talk about that afterwards because I'll get distracted and then you'll tell yeah, me off. Um, Prem 15. So I commentated on the first couple of rounds at Gloucester Hartbury. Really impressed with them. Um, and although they were absolutely gutted having been, been in the lead pretty much the whole game against Bristol and then just went a bit, bonkers had a couple of injuries Robin Wilkins went off um which meant is it 
I can't say the Welsh version, Flaky George. Flaky. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, she came on, I think, in in various different positions, and Mo had to go to ten. And anyway, there was like three consecutive um, penalties. Kicked it down, kicked it down, kicked it down. Line out, catch and drive, try, and Bristol won the game. Um, so yeah, fair play to to Bristol. Amber Reed, having had so many layoffs with injury, yeah. um, brilliant to see her back. Just her basic skills, I think. I didn't see in that for in that second game like real real spark, which I know she's got, but just the quality of her as a player came through. You know the timing when she needed to hit onto the line defensively, holding players up and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I uh, I also gave the uh, player of the match to Renita Marston, who I've never done it before, but she came off the bench and she played thirty minutes. I think she was unbelievable. Mm. unbelievable player um and interestingly she's got one england cap i think which was a couple of years ago now and decided she didn't want to do it didn't want to do it anymore and um yeah just decided that she didn't want to focus on internationals and that and just wanted to enjoy rugby and she did this awesome proper bristol girl awesome interview afterwards in the match and she was talking about how much she well she'd been in isolation the week before yeah. And how she needed to come back and play well. And I asked her about um, Dave Ward, their new head coach, and, she, and like on and off the field. And he, she was so complimentary of him yeah. um, and how he's developed the girls, the squad and the field that I think, you know, it's really brilliant. Like, you know, as a having played for Bristol for so many years, Clifton and then Bristol, um, it's good to hear that they're doing so well. And, you know, Abby Ward in the second row is in line out machine she's unbelievable and that's a huge weapon of theirs um I think one of the so, things yeah. about is I saw um I was with Shuan and Lily Crap the other week and speaking to Shuey about it it's really interesting the Lansdowne group who own Bristol Bears men Bristol Bears women Bristol basketball so many teams now within that that kind of um umbrella organization they this season have the girls have got the run of the high performance center that when they want it so when they train together on a Thursday they now are training in the facilities that you know they were built for the men but they've opened it up to them and Shuey said to me it's it's hugely impactful to them because it it is a very very elite environment now um so and that you know it's showing on the field you know what um so Gloucester have got the same and Gloucester Hartbury girls are, are in there in, in Gloucester City and um, their new centre. And they've obviously also taken over at Hartbury College where Gloucester were. So they've got like a nice impressive building over there with meeting rooms and meet um, and offices and the gym and all sorts. But I think what I'm intrigued about with those two teams and also at Worcester so Joe's done a good job so far I don't think they've got the wins but they've been playing really well mm. um that everyone went hard about Wales last year yeah. and you know there's low and I don't want to talk about it in that we don't need to talk about the WRU at the moment all of the issues around women's rugby is there going to be changed with the new CEO all of that jazz 
fundamentally the players need to be performing week in week out to be able to take that form into an international jersey that's what happens when you that's why England are so good because they we can compete at a high level in a premiership 15s tournament and then and do you know what I mean you batter it out yeah now in the first week I gave player of the match to Karen Lake who's the Welsh center yeah. um unbelievable performance was absolutely belting people now yes it was against DMP but who just had a complete shocker since the start of the season but she was impressive you've got players you know you've got the Welsh front row um apart from Connie Powell who's English qualified she who actually muddled up but anyway um she because I think it's because it's Powell I'm not maybe I'm not sure but yeah. um anyway they took apart the the Quinn's scrum at the, yeah. in the first half at the weekend do you know what I mean so yeah. you kind of think I, in a, on a positive note that's awesome you know it's really on, interesting because obviously this is now coming to the fore again with Wales Nigel Walker last week um gave a, a press conference and has talked about it and and Gareth Griffiths one of my BBC colleagues put the question to him about elite performance pathways for the women and and I know that the obviously the former internationals have written a letter and a lot of that is about pathways getting to that point but an elite level I found it very interesting that Nigel said we would hope to be in a position where we've got a league structure with eight to 10 women's teams in Wales. We, we have not got the personnel for that. And Andrew Coombs was in the studio yesterday for BBC Scrum, BBC Scrum 5. And he said, why isn't there a Welsh team playing in the Premier 15s? Now, you know, we know lots of us know lots of off the record context about that, but that should surely be something that the WRU are aiming for a team within that league and for many reasons in terms of the growth of the game. But the big thing for me is that you're looking at players like Shuan Lily Crap, Kira Bevan, Karen Lake, Cara Hope, Jazz Joyce when she's back for Bristol. Jazz Joyce will be travelling from St David's in Pembrokeshire. She will be travelling three hours to training and three hours back from training on a Thursday before she's even got to match day. The, you know, these the the mileage that these girls are putting in to go and play in that league at the moment is astonishing and and they're doing it and they're playing well and they're putting their hands up to say you know we we need elite contracts and we need elite pathways and i think that the fact that the girls are performing in that league at the moment is the best thing that they can do wait it's what i mean I, you know I was the first to say last Six Nations, the girls didn't look fit enough. They didn't look like they were in the best shape possible, but they're, you know, so it's as a player, all you can do is be in the best shape you physically can, depending on, you know, the facilities and support that you have. But a lot of them were carrying too much weight. A lot of them were carrying, you know, for, for international athletes, whether you're professional or professional with a little p, it's still the same. The attitude is still the same. The challenge that you've got and what happens when I was managing it um, and a lot of people, you know, was I just ended up with lots of injuries because I just wasn't having enough rest and recovery. So I think from that perspective, yeah, look, it, but but moving on just from, from the Welsh side of things, I think one thing that was awesome, which I... Going back to Hartbury, hadn't realised, you know, having worked there for three and a half years, how special some of the relationships still are with so many of the girls that I coached. And it's it was hard to see because some of them are stepped away from playing because they can't manage playing alongside their lives with full-time work. Uh, Millie Wood being one of them, um, kind of lost a bit of enjoyment from the game. Um, Becky Belcher. Um, she, but she's team manager, which is great. Um, so, you know, B Blackburn, she, 
is a policewoman. So, she, you know, Sarah Nicholas was, you know, like that I can list all of them, but you know, what's, what's hard for me is I know these girls, you know, they gave up so much to come and live at Hartbury, go to the college. They're brilliant players. They are solid club players, if not got international honors. And now they're saying to me, you know, mid twenties, we've got to concentrate on our careers. And it's, and it's hard for me to hear that because that's the choice I had to make, but I was making it for international. They're now doing that for club. And I think yeah. that there's this balance that they've got, but I think one person that, well, there's a couple of people, two players really that it's been brilliant to see them playing well. Um, Tatiana Heard, who was out a lot last year with injury and then illness um, at the end of the season, she's back playing well. And then also Kelly Smith, um, fantastic winger, kind of went out of sorts with England for a bit, but has scored some belters, scored a cracking try at the weekend against Quinns, um, looks strong. And uh, yeah, I think with with injuries and bits and pieces, I'm fascinated to see what's going to happen with the back line with England because with Scazzy out, um, snapping a leg like she did, whoa, that was brutal. Um, how England are going to manage the seniority like within that within that team? I'm really within that unit. I'm really really intrigued. It's. Um you've actually brought us on to something that I wanted to ask you about. Middleton has said in the past week that England do not yet have a solution to playing without Skaz. Now, in the context of Autumn Internationals, you know, will she be back for Six Nations? We're in a World Cup year. And, you know, I I don't want to... It's weird because I'm saying this to you, but we've seen the product of not having a plan B happen when a world-class fullback gets knocked out in a World Cup semi-final and then can't play in the final and, and you have to rejig back lines. So how is Middleton in this position that they that he has no plan B in such a key position? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, one of the biggest things on the back of the World Cup in 20. 17 was the fact they didn't have enough depth at scrum half they didn't have enough depth in at 13 at 15 in key positions right and that if someone wasn't on form or someone got injured what was the next thing and they didn't have that and you know i i for the last few years have continually talked about the fact that Katie Daly McLean was always in that 10 shirt. You know, she started every Six Nations game and it took pretty much her retirement to get her out of the shirt mm -hmm. and to give opportunity to, um, and Helen Rowland, you know, stepped in and did a great job, but then she's the Olympic, you know, she went off to the Olympics um, and you've got other players that are, you know, toying between sevens and fifteens. Um, and she has not got the experience. If the World Cup was this year, she did not have the experience. Wonderful player, will be world-class. Yep. And potentially will take the shirt even further than Katie did, just as I would expect Ellie Kildan in the 15 shirt for me. Yeah. Because, you know, that as those youngsters coming through, obviously McKenna is, you know, gunning for a wonderful player as well in fullback. But I think she wouldn't have had the the experience to, to to lead that team at fly half if the world cup had been this year and the same has been in that 13 shirt you know there has been no one really that stepped up yeah 
um, or given the regular opportunity. And, and it's not like they had to lose Gaz from the, from the team. They could have put her on at, at fullback and kept her leadership to be able to access somebody in that position because it is so crucial. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Meg Jones, and in fact, there were moments, there were moments, there's a couple of times this year where Skaz was on the bench or, and then she was brought on against France, I think last autumn. Um, and then she was taken off the field as well. Um, and you saw England just not fall apart because that's not, it's, it's, and it's not disrespectful to the girls that are there because they are brilliant talents, but it is a totally different ball game stepping into an England shirt and yeah. being number one in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's totally different. Yeah. And no player, no matter how good they are, um, can perform if they don't have the experience around them. You know, when I've got my first cap, and I've said it millions of times, I had 50 caps either side of me. Yeah. So for me, I could just go and play. And that's what you want. That's what you want when we had the younger girls coming through. So I don't think it's good enough that they don't have a plan B without scars. Um, that said, there are players that are putting their hand up in the Premier 15s. Um, and it's going to be a tight call. That, that unit is, the, the backs unit as a whole is a, is a fascinating one to see whether, you know, the girls are going to have that are coming back from sevens are going to have enough game time to feel like they can perform because they've got Dubai sevens. So Meg Jones, who in my opinion should be in that centre partnership, whether she's at twelve or thirteen, I don't think she'll be playing fifteens mm. this autumn. Um, before we move on from the women's game, a couple of things. One, it looks like the women's internationals will be on BBC. The Telegraph have reported today actually that. Um, whilst S4C have lost the Welsh language um, live matches for Wales. Uh, women's games will be on BBC this autumn. And I would just like to bring up the fact that Claire Thomas made her commentary debut last weekend on the Premier 15s. Um, I've known Lead commentator. Lead, lead. Commentator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, have known Claire since she was a runner at Sky Sports. She joined the rugby team not long before I left, actually. And it's number one, it's it's a hugely daunting um, role to put yourself in the frame for. It, it's far different to presenting, reporting, commentating. Lead commentator is you have got to have a huge amount of self-confidence and self-belief, but also knowledge and be able to articulate something that a lot of people will struggle to do just watch a game on mute and see if you can do it at home it's so hard I'm so so proud of Claire without that sounding really patronizing as one of her elders in production back in the day um, but I will say it doesn't surprise me because in my life I've never met anyone with as extensive a vocabulary as Claire Thomas has got what did Gen you just say vocabulary 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 I say vol, not vol. Vocabulary. <laughs> vocabulary. Vocab no, I say vo actually, vocabulary. Well, I, that's how I've said it. Say it fast. Vocabulary. <laughs> I think you're missing the point here that you and I do not have extensive arsenals of words, whereas Claire, when I used to work with Claire, bear in mind that you know Claire's younger than me, she would say things and I would have to look them up in the dictionary. I'd be like... <laughs> I've got absolutely no idea what that word means. Um, you know what? I actually tuned in for the first half of that game. Credit to Gloucester Hartbury. They absolutely smashed into Quinns. They were leading at half time, I think. Um, and then got pipped with the post. Shauna Brown with a turnover, I think. Or no, not turnover. 
maybe she got the turnover and the try. I'm not quite sure, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, she was great. It, like the fact that it was her first game, she was next to Topsy Ojo. Um, it's great to see him co commentating in the women's game. And uh, yeah, it was like she's done loads of it. Um, really impressive. So yeah, well done. Um, Look okay. forward to working with her sometime soon, hopefully. Men's rugby. Um, we move on to the Gallagher Premiership. But I want the headline to be the fact that our mate Coxie last week made history by becoming the first female referee in the league. Um, absolutely superb. She's such a trailblazer. She's one of the funniest humans in the world. Um, she's so highly strung. Um, absolutely love her to bits and, and just amazing. So amazing to go out there and do that. And, and what I loved was that fans and players alike were just so complimentary about her performance in the middle yeah no she left me a really funny voice note so I left her a voice note for like two and a half minutes in the week before and she didn't listen she hadn't listened to it um and she yeah she left me an even longer one nearly she was nearly nearly top in three minutes um and uh she said that she just you know, went to the middle and lots of people had said, just enjoy that moment. And she said she did. And like, she looked around and just couldn't believe it. Um, and she said, like, did the review and it was okay. She's like, obviously there were things I need to improve, but Hey, that's like with every game. Um, but yeah, I think it's class and she's achieved so much in the game. Like so much, like she's refereed. Like she's, I would tweet about it, like, in fact, great traction on Twitter actually that tweet that tweet achieved quietly achieved so much but yeah sevens world cup final olympic final commonwealth games final the only reason in my opinion she hasn't done a 15s world cup final in the women's game is because England have been in them for the last half many years so um in fact probably when she was like five that that was the last time they weren't in the final um so yeah I think I, it's absolutely class and I haven't seen I haven't seen the game because it wasn't shown on TV but in a way I'm really pleased it wasn't because there's just so many Twitter beep heads that um that just shouldn't that that would have commented just for commenting sake and created a negative vibe around stuff that was just so so positive so yeah class absolutely class um in the rugby side of things in the premiership bristol and exeter got off to shaky starts but both kind of came back from that on the weekend with victories i know there's a try that uh, you wanted to talk about yeah so will witty um i didn't catch the whole game but i think everyone would have seen it sec um exeter second row um big bold bloke that was talked about by a big bold bloke Ben Kay um, and he described the try I think as absolutely incredible and the, the most beautiful or the most gorgeous try he's ever seen basically he he charged down a try and then fly hacked it like three times before he then collected it and like outpaced one of the outside backs I think to get to it it was like unbelievable Nick um uh Nick Mullins in commentary was was brilliant they were having so much fun in the commentary box with it and uh, I think the best bit was where I thought, saw it first was on Jack Knoll's Instagram story where he'd put the put the try to match of the day which I just oh, love that, love that. <laughs> I yeah. thought Ed Kay had actually said it was 
the most beautiful thing that he'd seen on a rugby pitch, not the most beautiful try. Because I was going to question whether he'd uh, seen some of the lids that you'd sported on rugby pitches over the <laughs> uh, But there we go. Uh, the URC is also back, renamed the URC, the ultimate, no, the universal, that I don't really know what it stands for, I'll be honest. <laughs> Um, but at least I'm not calling it the UFC, which a number of people have. The South African teams have joined. Um, yeah, it's an interesting new dawn for that competition. Um, exciting. Great to see fans back. I'm looking forward to getting down to the Arms Park in a couple of weeks as a punter. Uh, won't be this weekend, though, because I am doing a 10K sponsored walk on Saturday night. Forgot to tell you about that one. Uh, you can sponsor me on Twitter. Um Oh, it's through the night, isn't it? Is it's it through the night. It's through the night. It's only 10K, though, so it shouldn't take long. Um, we haven't got much time left, but before we go, we should talk about the fact that Team GB bounced back from their disappointment, their heartbreak and heartache at the Tokyo Olympics to take the two titles in the Fast Four on the World 7 Series. Um, Jazz Joyce tearing things up and starring on social media. I actually caught up with Meg Jones last week for Scrum 5 and we talked about that and um, her pathways and decisions. You can catch that on the BBC iPlayer on Scrum 5 from Sunday evening. How was she? Was Meg good? Was on good, Meg good form? Yeah, she's on great form. Absolutely hilarious. Just makes me laugh so much. Just such a funny girl. It did make me laugh as well because she put on her Instagram story, who's more Cardiff, me or LJ? And I was like, there's only one person winning that girl and that's you so <laughs> yeah. in fact I don't know who I would choose that's a great question I'm not, yeah but I'm not Cardiff I'm from the Vale she's from Fair. Hey, I'm from the Vale oh sorry um I yeah well she's a heartbeat player I'll claim all her success and actually and just I'm thinking so shocked about it's it. taken you so long to say that yeah she was a heartbeat player I think I coached her for about three weeks but I'm going to claim all of her success okay, okay. and also another person we did I did just overlook in talking about the sevens captain fantastic Abby Brown um one of the fittest people just in the world I think um she has what, fit, a, as in like rugby fit or just like so beautiful both have you seen her like long big I she's know got big what I mean well. I had a thing come up on my long Instagram eyelashes stories. I was gonna say I think that's what <laughs> I had this thing up on my Instagram stories earlier on about some like o2 thing about the shirt and it was Abby front and center and I was like you, you she's just so pretty she's just such a yeah. pretty girl I messaged her about that because they I think they definitely sent her an xxl because oh she's swimming it, in it she's yeah swimming in um, it. One thing that I will give a shout out, though, is she has a podcast, which is Making the Lemonade. Um, so it's, I think it's kind of like when life gives you lemons, that type of thing. Oh, got you. Um, so it's all about positivity. It's wicked. And they actually interviewed Coxie this week. So, yeah, um, yeah so have a tune in. I will be listening in, see what our uh, Devon buddies. And um, and obviously, Abby is as good as she is, is because I also coached her at Heartbreak. Oh, again. <laughs> again. Just another product of the Nollywood oh. School of Rugby. Um, That's what they're renaming Hartbury, if you weren't aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one okay. thing, other thing I did didn't mention when we we're talking about the um, Premier Fifteens. Yeah. Which isn't actually linked to me um, for once. Wow. Um, or Hartbury players is just the fact that this year there's so many different internationals in the squad and 
in the squads and I just think it's brilliant and there's been some really brilliant signings in particular from Exeter they've got some wonderful they've got Americans Canadians and there's a few Japanese in the squad as I said earlier there's a South African player um and yeah and the Spanish girls um but um Kobayashi the Japanese center um unbelievable Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I think she was, it was supposed to be a grubber. It did come off a knee, but she did a wicked grubber in behind um, on line break to Laura Sheehan. If you had, she, if you, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go on Premier 15's Instagram. I think they won try of the week. I just, it's just things you love to see because they're the Japanese in the men's game of like become everyone's second favorite team aren't they, at the World yeah. Cups. And then obviously, you know, did a good job against the Lions. I can't wait to see how that team do when they tour this this autumn. They'll be playing Wales in one of their autumn internationals. So we won't have to wait too long, my little friend. We will not have to wait too long. Last thing I do want to mention before we shoot off, um, and and you've rolled your eyes, so I'm presuming that's because of editing time, but we haven't mentioned World Cup um, qualifiers, heartbreak for Ireland. We will discuss that at a later date because that is a big, deep discussion that needs to happen. But I want to give a huge shout out to my very good friend, um, crazy Irish back row nutter, Claire Malloy, who has hung up her boots. Um, one of the best players I've played alongside. One of the few players on a rugby field I've never been able to understand, but still just love being her teammate. And also, without sounding too big headed myself, I would pride myself in my defence because I basically, if I got it wrong I was quick enough to scuttle over to get catch someone she's the only person in my whole career to sidestep me twice in one game when I was playing for Wasps against Bristol so yes um in fact I yeah got to play alongside her in lots of different shirts club shirts barbarian shirt um and just wonderful woman and uh just wanted to give her a big shout out well on that note thank you for your service Malloy and uh guys it's great to be back and we'll be coming in your ears again next week Bye.